You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. of the World Sooner Blogging Voice Network in partnership with SB Nation. I am Meg Murray, and I am joined, as always, by Paul Stewart. Hey, Paul, how's it going? Pretty good. We're less than a week to go to the NFL draft. I am buzzing. Buzzing, 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 buzzing. (laughs) I am crawling there slowly but surely. I'm excited to never hear mock draft again until next year. Um, And uh, we're almost there. Next Friday. Yeah, because it is silly season, really, because... And here's the thing about this year's draft, right? Of all the analysts and stuff like that, like, a lot of people are trying to say about the first round is kind of similar, but see, like, so the second rounds to the fifth rounds and stuff like that, it's all over the place. We just literally have no idea. There's no, like, when you look at previous years, you could probably put a player, yeah, he's like a second rounder, but you're seeing a lot of analysts saying, no, this guy's a fifth rounder. No, this guy's a fourth rounder. There's a lot of arguments, and this is like for nearly every player from second round onwards. It's it's crazy. Yeah. So it's like I don't know what to expect. (laughs) I feel like in years past, even if it's like something we were like, I hope this doesn't happen, but all signs are leading towards it happening. Like, we hmm. have that. But, like, right now, I really don't know. Other than, like, Michael Mayer, I really don't have any consensus on who they think they're going to get. But, you know, you're not going to have yeah. to wait too much longer to find out, which is the best part. Yeah, that seems to be the, the majority of all the analysts' um, estimates is Michael Mayer, the tight end from Notre Dame. Um, and after speaking to Brian Broaddus uh, from 105.3, the fan, uh he had a different perspective on it. Um, if he's there as the best player available, then yes, definitely go for Michael Meyer. But his pick, if the player was available, would be Darnell Wright, the tackle from Tennessee. And it caught me off guard, I'll be perfectly honest with you, because obviously he's a tackle, but it is a, a position that we do potentially kind of need, because obviously we're tearing steel coming now, officially coming back, but we just don't know what condition he's going to be ready? Is he going to be game ready for the start of the season? Is he going to miss game training camp or what? Because obviously it's an ACL injury. So um, there's a lot of question marks there. So are we better bringing in a, a guy like Darnell Wright, who is really well built, suited to play the guard position? I would say more so than Tyron Smith, uh, so t- Tyler Smith, sorry, to do apologize. And after watching this game footage again, it's like, it makes sense that if he's there at number twenty six, I would I would go for uh, Darnell Wright ahead of Michael Meyer. No, 
Oof. Yeah, I mean, that's a that's a good one. I'm sure. Where can people find that discussion with Brian at? Oh, yes. So uh, we had Brian Broaddus on the UK Cowboys Fans podcast on Wednesday. Um, so be sure to go and check it out on YouTube and uh, on the UK Cowboys uh, Twitter space. You can find it there. Perfect. Well, you guys always do like big things for the draft. What are you guys, uh, what do you have in store for us next week? Well, well, thankfully, it's not a 24 hour live stream like we did. For- <laughs> Because that's where I lost all my hairline. So, <laughs> but uh, but but we are covering the draft. Um, I will be dipping in and out. Um, of the UK Cowboys fans one and joining with the blogging with the boys as well with RG and stuff like that. So, that's what I'll be planning to do. But for over the three days, the UK Cowboys will be covering all across all three days. Um, as and we're just going to be dipping in and out. Uh, all the different guys like Jamie and stuff like that and etc. Brian. And we've got some special guests coming onto the show as well. Some special guests. Do you have anyone that you want to tease right now? I can't give away too much, but we've we do we do have some former players coming on, I believe. Ooh, former players. That's fun. You guys always have a uh, good group and uh, always have some fun people drop in. So that's going to be something that everyone needs to check out. Yeah, like if it, if it was anything like the twenty four hour draft show and seeing Brian's face when Jeff Heath stepped in, yeah. it was priceless, absolutely priceless. Because if anyone knows our Brian, our our very own Brian, is a big massive Jeff Heath fan, he was absolutely yeah. flabbergasted of seeing Jeff Heath on on the show. So that was special. Jeff was also flabbergasted that he had someone that was such a big fan of him over there. <laughs> I think he was more surprised at the fact that uh, his actual signed jersey was right behind Brian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember signing that. Yeah, and we also had like obviously Stephen Jones on the show. This was like hours before the draft. It came on for 10 15 minutes, and that's so it was so really nice to kind of speak to the VP pretty much at the time. Yeah, well, so you'll be streaming then. That's exciting. Yes. Yeah, so we'll be on YouTube, Twitter, and we're, I think we're now kind of making the push on to Kick as well, that new streaming platform as well. It's really random that the only reason I know what that is is because um, the Kardashians use it. There you go. Goes back to your TV. <laughs> I do watch a lot of television. Um, that is true. Especially, I there's a show called Love is Blind here in the US and they tried to do a live reunion on um, Netflix. <clears throat> And I wasted so much time because they like had technical difficulties and it didn't even come on until like the next day at like 3 p.m. I was so annoyed. Oh, that's not good. It was really fun to bash Netflix online with everyone else. So that I Yeah. I'm trying to think what I've actually been watching because I've been watching that new Keeper Sutherland TV show, Rabbit Hole. That is actually really good. I really recommend that. Keeper Sutherland. I used to watch 24 back in the day. That is one of my all-time favorite TV shows. Damn it! I was my dad was super into it, and I was like, "What are you watching?" I'm gonna sit down, and so then we just watched like multiple seasons. But it was great. Yeah, the concept of it was genius. It's like every episode was based on an hour. Yeah, 20, you don't 20... have to do that much reaching when like you're only. I mean, obviously, it all seems like undoable in a day, but that's neither here nor there. Um, but... The power of TV. 
it's not like you had to age people like a couple years to like do another season or something like that. So I always thought that was either way. Um, what are you doing this weekend? I feel like you probably have good plans. Yeah, I've got some great plans, actually. I am taking my father out to the Glasgow Celtic game against Motherwell. So it's uh, a big game. Um, Celtic are on the verge of winning the, the league championship. So I think it's the last home game before the additional like split games. I kind of how it tends to work is like the top six teams play against each other in the bottom six. And it's all about who stays and who goes for the divisions, pretty much, type of thing. Okay. Is that is that relegate relegating? Yeah, yeah. But only the bottom six will be the team subject to the relegation, whereas basically yep. Celtic. <laughs> well, I don't. I've got nothing to worry about because Celtic don't have to. They're not going to lose um to like all the rest of the games because they only need to win two more games. So that's it, and they've won the league. There you go. If you want to get your Celtic on, and you're in North Texas, you should go to Blackfriar in Lakewood, they'll treat you right. Oh, yeah. I'll need to definitely get in touch with the Lone Stars uh, Celtic Supporters Club in Dallas. I will need to get in touch with them. I really should. Because, funnily enough, one of my former work colleagues who used to work in a software company, he actually messaged me. Like, So he's doing like marketing and stuff like that, and he sent me a an Instagram message saying, look where I am. And he's actually in Dallas with this uh, Lone Star CSC. I'm at no way. So I was just like, ah, dude, I, I'm dying to like meet up with these guys and just talk about Celtic. So there we go. That'll be super fun. I am doing a whole lot of nothing. You, should watch, rab- you should watch Rabbit Hole then. <laughs> when, you, when you've listened to this, I've watched the stars and hopefully they won. Um, game three. Go, go, stars. go stars. Playoffs. Yes. And uh, that's that's pretty much it as far as my excitement goes. I guess Sunday, the following day, I'll be watching them again. So if that's how that works, I feel like it is. It's, it's game three is coming up, right? On Friday. So when everyone's listening to this, they will know what I don't, uh, which is whether we've won or not. <laughs> ah, got you. Got you. But it's all, like, I think one of the most fun games to like actually go live to especially in Dallas, no hate, no shade to the Cowboys, but like going to a stars game is like one of the most fun things you can do. The fans are absolutely bananas. And they like, especially during the playoffs, so crazy. And like everywhere you go, people are watching the game, especially like right outside the stadium, there's this like big bar with a giant projector and like people like crowd that place and like, it gets crazy. Um, that's ho- that that's hockey for you. Hockey is a different ball game. Oh yeah, <clears throat> gets people turned up. But it's yeah, the, the speed of the game, everyone's more animated for it because of the fast pace of the players on the ice and stuff like that. And you get to see a scrap one or two. They had a high scoring game for game two. It was like what seven to three or something like that. Oof. Yeah, <laughs> it's wild. It was like a football game. Um, but yeah. Super fun to, I hope they, I really, this is a scrappy series, like us versus the wild, just because like we, we hailed from Minnesota, that's right, yeah. Fun story, I moved down right after they did uh, the Stars, so, you know, I've been a Stars fan longer than a lot of people 
Yes, I was in Minnesota. <laughs> I actually became a Stars fan because of the Mighty Ducks movie. Hey. Because, the, because at the end of the scene of the, the first movie, when they're actually going into the arena, you see all these guys wearing Dallas Stars uniforms. I thought, oh, those look sick. <laughs> it was like the exact same way with me with the film Little Giants. The Cowboys the Cowboys uniforms looked amazing. It's like, it's like I don't want the Giants. I don't want the Cowboys to win. That's right. That's right. And you, you know that Dak is always out here supporting to bring it back to the Cowboys because my guy is constantly watching all the games, repping the Rangers, repping the Stars. We love a Dallas um, evangelist, if you will. Yeah. Um, but speaking of Dak, um, he got to work out with Brandon Cooks for the first time this week. Excellent, which is great news. They're making early work on it. They're getting really prepared for the season going up ahead. So exciting times. Yeah, work on that chemistry. I mean, he said it's exciting. I'll say that it was very exciting to throw with him today. The guy is different. That is real speed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I think so many people really do underestimate Brandon Cooks' speed. They really do. I mean, I kind of feel like the not so much the league, but it just feels like opposing teams and our, like, they just don't give him enough respect. Like, let's be honest, when he was at Houston, he was their star player. Yeah. Like, he made Houston out of nothing pretty much. Like, don't get me wrong, like the whole team is garbage. I'm going to say it. It really is. <laughs> But the one player that would actually still make Houston put points on the board was him. He was the only, pretty much the only guy. Like, they really had to, next to nothing in the round game. The rest of the wide receiver core was an, an abomination. <laughs> but but Brendan Chris was that guy. And any other team he's been with, whether it was the Rams or it was the Saints, he was, the, he was making plays and he's been consistent. So I don't understand the disrespect that Brandon Cooks has been getting over his career like in that respect. I'm so happy that he's now part of the Dallas Cowboys and he's accepted himself that he has a specific role. He's not there to be a number one. He's there to be a team player. He's there to um, ensure that all the other guys like C.D. Lamb, like Michael Gallup, all get their opportunities as well. And he's there to help improve that team and move forward and try and win the Super Bowl. I'm all for that. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what we need. And, you know, he just joins, you know, with people underestimating you, you get kind of a chip on your shoulder, and he just joins the rest of the team right now. They have chips on their shoulder. They constantly talked about underestimated, for sometimes for good reason, because, you know, that's always the classic Cowboys thing, and they want to get that off. They want to knock that off. They want to knock off the dust. They want to, you know, make a push this year. So he's going to fit right in. And we're very excited about it. Yeah, absolutely. I'm lo- I'm really looking forward to see how things transpire, especially with the change of the direction of the offense that's going from the Kellen Moore scheme to what Mike McCarthy is going to do with the West this West Coast offense type of style. I'm very intrigued at what we're going to be doing, and even more so when it comes to this draft. Like, what weapons are we going to add to 
the Dallas Cowboys? Are we going to bring in our tight end? Are we going to bring in our wide receiver? Are we going to? We're definitely going to be drafting a running back at some point in this draft, like second round. For, and this running back draft class is really good. You've got um, the running back from Texas A&M there. Um, you've got uh, Tank Bigsby. You've got all these other guys out there who can really be impactful players for the Cowboys in this type of West Coast offense. Let's go. Speaking of yeah. people that are joining us next year, Terrence Steele is going to be back. He signed his tender on Thursday. <laughs> like, what day is it? On Thursday. Um, and it's going to count $4.3 million against the cap. Um, they're still going to be able to work out that long-term deal. So no worries on that. And apparently, according to Steven, He's recovering well from his knee surgery. Which is good news. But it kind of now kind of lays the question. It's like, is he going to be ready in time for camp? Is he going to be 100% going into the season and that? And that kind of just goes back to the question now, is offensive line now the really top priority going into the first round? Like, You and I both have thought this already, but that's a great yeah. by Brian, though. Just, you know we've been kind of hyper-focused on guard, maybe you want to think about, you know, tap yeah. as well. So Yeah, yeah but, well, after, after speaking to Brian Broadus about this and that, and uh, he made a really great point about Darnell Wright. Like, his physical presence, he's more better suited to kind of fit into the mode from going from tackle to guard than Tyler Smith was. And I tend to agree after watching his video and... He's got the size, he's got the aggression to be a guard, but he can play both right and right in the tackle position, so he can be that flexible piece. And and it's so ironic, because I'm quite against the idea of moving offensive linemen across the board. Like, you're playing left at one position, you do a little bit on the right. I'm not really keen on that, but if he's there to be permanently there as left guard, then great. You'll get trained up. We've got a new offensive lineman coach. He's going to work with him and stuff like that. So, but if Terrence Steelers is out, he'll probably, if we do drive down our right, he will slot in there. And, or perhaps Tyron Smith will slot in there, but we'll still put Darnell right into guard. But like, we're still trying to like figure all the best pieces to make, make this work right now. Yeah, I mean, it's just so much to think about You know, leading into the draft. I think you could talk about – you could convince yourself into a different person every day. I think that's the, kind of the fun part. Honestly, the more I talk about this draft, honestly, I feel like my head is turning into a spaghetti junction. I really do. <laughs> what, a spaghetti junction? Do you know what a spaghetti junction is? I've never heard that a day in my life. Right, so <laughs> – wait, so – a spaghetti junction in well in the UK is basically the freeways overlapping each other, basically, and it looks like a big massive spaghetti. That's all the, yeah, like so you've got all the spirals of the uh, joining of the highways and they're overlapping each other. So you've got like three roads like on top of each other, pretty much. So that's that's what we call a spaghetti junction because it just looks chaotic when you're driving up to it. Have you ever seen the Dallas High Five? The Dallas High Five? No, I have not. There's five of them going every which way, and that is a real spaghetti junction right there. But they call um, it. Them. Yeah, that that would make yeah that would work. But ba but basically, it the, the other way. Like if you're saying my head's a spaghetti junction, also it kind of means like it looks 
it's just so confusing when you're approaching it. It's, it's yeah. just basically, it just causes confusion pretty much. Spaghetti Junction, word of the day. There you go. <laughs> I wonder I wonder if Archie will put that as the title of this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like, we're just a Spaghetti Junction. And everyone will be like, excuse me, what on earth are you talking about? <laughs> there we go. The UK Cowboys people will get it, but... Texas are not going to understand what that means. Don't worry. Yeah, don't worry, America. I will keep you on the loop. I will explain (laughs) what it means. See, if they don't say it on Love Island UK, I just don't know what they're talking about. (laughs) I'm really, I'm going to be your translator for a lot of these things, aren't I? (laughs) I guess so. Oh, Oh, what what does he mean by that? I'm like, oh dear. (laughs) Yeah. There's so many like phrases that mean different things, different places. I have to constantly watch what I'm saying, <laughs> but it's fine. Spaghetti Junction. Now you know. Now you know. All right. Um, C.D. Lamb. He yes. This year option picked up. Just in getting down to the wire there on the deadline. I think we all knew that that was going to come through, but it finally did on Thursday. It is set to be worth $17.9 million in 2024. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, it just is one of those things where the Cowboys are kicking stuff down the road a little bit. It gives them more time to work out a long-term deal. And it yep. allows them to make contracts such as <clears throat> Trayvon Diggs a priority. Yeah. No, no, yep. Yeah. I like the wee cough in between there. That was actually very well-timed. Um <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like um, it's you, you just nailed it in the coffin there. Like, and this is kind of where this whole fifth year option does kind of come into play. Like, it kind of works. It, it's basically enough way of creating enough franchise tag in, in reality, really. But it just helps you kind of be more flexible with your current roster as well. Um, and that's what we're kind of doing. We're trying to think about the flexibility of how to keep, retain these guys in this roster going forward. So I'm glad that CD's there going to be there for the fifth year option. We're, we're going to work on the longer term deal. And and like you said, it just gives Jim and Steven to kind of really work on the ends, what we're going to do with Mr. Trevon Diggs, Mr. Number Seven. Yeah, I mean, I think we're all, we've all talked about how we're a little bit nervous about how that's all going to get sorted. Um, this just gives you a little extra breathing room. Um, and it was, again, an obvious thing that they're going to do. It makes me wonder, though, it's like an extra layer when you're drafting somebody to think about. I, I wouldn't say I wonder about it. It's obvious that it's something that they think about when they're drafting these people. But, you know, there's obviously people that, you know, you're it's you're kind of betting on them. And, like, obviously, like, Taco Charlton, that didn't work out. But, like, a lot of these guys that they've been getting, like, that fifth-year option is going to come in so clutch when they're, you know, working out stuff down the road. Look at them being smart. Not them being smart again. Like, look at these guys. Like, don't don't get me wrong. There's sometimes where the fifth-year option doesn't really work to your benefit. Like, take Leighton Vanderish, for example. We never gave him the fifth-year option. We actually gave him an actual different contract, and it ended up being cheaper for us. So, um, but it's a... But in this case, with C.D. Lamb, it's like, we'll give him the fifth-year option, but while we're doing that, we are going to rework this contract for a longer-term deal. So, um, 
it all kind of it all does work out somehow in the end. I will say that. But every player is a different different case scenario. Yep. We're gonna so everyone, we're just gonna, you know, keep an eye. I feel like they're gonna make these some of these long term deals work out soon. Probably Terrence they'll probably wait till like mid season on that just to see how like he comes back. But I feel like Diggs is gonna be one that I'm really hyper focus on. See, this is what I worry about. We did, well, not to m- mention a former Cowboy player that kind of turned his back on Dallas. Um, you know who I'm talking about. Oh, he's never dead. No, no. The one in Denver now. He got kicked in the keister. Don't get mad at him for that. I know, but still. But it's the way how Jerry and Steve... It's, it's, it's Jerry and Steven's fault, to be fair. It is their fault. But what I'm trying to get at is... Um, Sorry, but Meg's kind of put herself on mute. And I believe her dogs are barking at the back. At yep. some at my door, but they'll have to wait. <laughs> ah, um, sorry. Uh, as I was saying, like, Jaron Stephen had every opportunity to get, like, so, um, Randy Gregory done so early on. And they just waited and waited and waited. We could have got Randy Gregory on a much cheaper deal if they did it in the first four games of the season and played it all out that way. And and they uh, it just it, it left it too late and we gave him a bigger contract that anyone expected. He still turned it down and went with a different team. So again, I'm not hating on Randy Dredry. I just kind of hate the fact how he was dealt with more than anything. Oh, and Meg's still on mute. <laughs> Sorry, the dogs were just like they were doing a lot of barking. Um, I was gonna say that's very fair. Um it's that's a good I mean it's just something extra that like if it all works out if you get the right guy and like it helps you down the road that's just like such a good thing to have in your back pocket so so yeah exciting stuff we will soon find out who might maybe get that someday in the future on Friday your last prediction before yeah, because we won't be, we will not be. Uh, no, we won't. I mean, Paul will be on a lot of shows. So, yeah, I'll be dipping in and out of quite a lot of things. So, I'll be on Blogging the Boys and UK Cowboys. So, but yes, this is the last World's Team show before the draft. So, be sure to go and check out bloggingtheboys.com for the actual live stream with RJ and stuff like that as well. So, go and check that out because we won't be here. We'll be back after the draft. Yes, there will be plenty of content for you. Um, but since this is our last time, who is for the world's team? Who is your um last prediction for who the first round pick will be? It's not going to be B. John Robinson, it's not going to be him. And I've stated it many times my reasons why it's not going to be him, and I don't want to draft B. John. But my draft for number 26, it, it really depends on who is available, obviously. But if I was to choose between two players, which I mentioned, which is Michael Meyer and Darnell Wright, me, I would pick Darnell Wright from Tennessee. All right. Get it? Right? Okay. Anyway. Um <laughs> <laughs> I think they're going to pick Michael Mayer, but I would like to see see the likes of Steve Avia or even Darnell Wright in this building. 
Um, Steve Steve Avere might still come into play. We might, who knows? We might like. Will he be subject to going into the first round? Potentially, we did say that about Cole Strange last year. He was my uh, pet cat last year. Um, in fact, actually, I haven't even given my prediction who my pet cat this year is. And I think um, so for this year, my pet cat is Sayaika Aika, the defensive tackle from Baylor. So that's my pet cat. If Dallas were to get him in the third round, I will be screaming to the heavens. What if that's the case. Um, I probably pet my dog to be honest, rather than a cat. But yeah, yeah. but you get a reading. <laughs> As if you were Doctor Evil petting a cat, like little evil, like Blair. I'll do it like with my yeah, pinky as well. Pinky's up. <laughs> I've got like Mr. Bigglesworth. Mr. Bigglesworth. Gosh, now I want to watch that movie tonight. Um, <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> um, all right, you guys. We have all of the content in the world for you this week. Make all sure of it. Make sure you uh, rate, review, and subscribe to Vlogging the Boys wherever you listen to podcasts. Tell Paul that he's so pretty and that you want Darnell right too. Um, Paul, where, they, where can they follow you for all things next week, draft, UK Cowboys, all that good stuff? Yeah, guys, you can follow me at IMPStew or Instagram and Twitter. I am at Meg Murray with four R's on Instagram and Twitter, and we will see you in two weeks. Hello. Yeah. And finally... Dallas forever, belly for never. Let's go. That's right. Go Cowboys.